Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Q with Midnight Hour Chats, and today we are going to continue on our path of dreams, where we follow ourselves when we close our eyes into a mystical land that our brain creates. Now, I'm just fucking with you. But we are going to continue on our segments that involve dreams. And in today's seg segment, which is part two of this series, is going to be on the actual science behind dreams. Um, so part one was about, you know, are dreams a gateway to the future? And then, so this one is actually going to be talking about the science we know in regards to dreams. So to jump right into it, a dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that occur involuntary in the mind during certain stages of sleep. So pretty much when you close your eyes and you slip away while you're sleeping, you begin to have images or feelings or emotions or like they said, sensations. Uh, examples of this would be like going to sleep and for some reason you woke up angry. You don't understand why you woke up angry, but you woke up upset. More than likely something occurred in your dream that you cannot remember and it pissed you off. Uh, I've also had experiences where you go to sleep and when you wake up, you are waking up in like the sweats or panicking. So something was happening in my mind that caused me to panic. Now, dreams mainly occur during REM sleep, uh, rapid eye movement stage of sleep, when brain activity is high and resembles that of being awake. REM sleep is revealed by continuous movements of the eye during sleep. At times, dreams may occur in other stages of sleep, however, these dreams tend to be much more less vivid and memorable. The length of a dream can vary. They may last a few seconds or approximately 20 to 30 minutes per dream. People are more likely to remember the dream if they are awakened during the REM phase of sleep. So you would, uh, you're in the middle of a dream and then something falls in your room and you wake up, you're more than likely to remember it. There's many people out there that take a notepad and they'll jot down their dreams so that way they can remember it um, and look back on what they were thinking about during that time. Now the term dream was actually coined by Freud. Um, yeah, I said, I said his name right, Freud. Um, who was a psychiatrist or psychologist, neurologist, sorry and founder of psychoanalysis and clinical methods. Um, <clears throat> but he coined the term dreaming. Um, and he also had the theory that dreams revealed insights into hidden desires and emotions of the mind. So typically if you're dreaming of something, you're wanting uh, like the, a hidden desire that you're not bringing out into the regular world. If you understood what I said, I kind of fucked up that little sentence right there. <laughs> um, 
Sigmund Freud, who developed psychological discipline of psychoanalysis, wrote extensively about dream theories and their interpretations in the early 1900s. He explained that dreams as manifestations of one's deepest desires, anxieties, often relating to repressed childhood memories or obsessions. Furthermore, he believed that virtually every dream topic, regardless of its content, represented the release of sexual tension. In the Interpretation of Dreams, coined in 1899, Freud developed a psychological technique to interpret dreams and devised a series of guidelines to understand the symbols and motifs that appear in our dreams. In modern times, dreams have been seen as a connection to the unconscious mind. They range from normal normal and ordinary to overly surreal and bizarre. So, <clears throat> and then to finish off that sentence, it also states that dreams have varying natures such as frightening, exciting, magical, melancholic, adventurous, and sexual. The events in dreams are generally outside the control of the dreamer. It is up to your brain, your subconscious mind. Um, some people believe that, like, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is like a type of dream where you actually are in control of the environment of the dream around you. Some people state they can do it, but again, it's not like we can hook up a television and view your dreams and make sure you can do it. Um, though most dreams... Again, in psychology, people believe that dreams are, like it's saying, desires or wants and needs. Um, frightening dreams can be connected to, like, frightening moments in life. Say you've had a very, very bad day. One thing after another happened to you. You go home, you go to sleep, and you have a fucking nightmare. Um, more than likely, your bad day caused you to have that nightmare. And then, same thing, if you go to bed happy or, you know, you're wanting more adventure, maybe you're going to be dreaming you're climbing up a mountain or doing something adventurous. And same thing with sexual. If you're uh, not getting dicked down, you're probably maybe having a dream about a sexual encounter with uh, somebody you might want to. Hee hee, ha ha. <laughs> um, now, in ancient history, the dreaming is a common term with the animist creation narrative of indigenous Australians for a personal or group creation. Uh, timeless time. Do, 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 do. In ancient Sumerians and Mesopotamia, they have left evidence of dreaming interpretations dating back to 3100 BC. Throughout Mesopotamian his history, dreams were always held to be extremely important for divination. The Mesopotamian kings paid close attention to them. The Gouda, the king of the Sumerian city Lagash, in uh, 2144 to 2124, rebuilt the temple of Nikarasu as a result of a dream in which he was told to do so. Now, people also believe that, like in religious culture, um, say you have a dream about God or God was talking to you in your dream. Some might view it as reality. And if your belief is whatever you want it to be, again, I'm just talking in regards to the science of it. Um, your belief can be 
however you see fit. But some be- some people believe that God was actually talking to them. And more than likely, it was just your brain uh, creating something. And then... But people follow it. Uh, as far as classical history goes, in Chinese history, people wrote two vital aspects of the soul, which one is freed from the body during slumber to journey in a dream realm, while the other remains in the body. Although this belief of dreaming interpretation has been questioned since early times, such philosophers as Wang Chong, 27-97 AD, the Indian text Unpanished, written between 900 and 500 BC, also emphasizes two meanings of dreams. The first says dreams that are merely expression of inner desires, same thing that Freud coined, and the second is belief of the soul leaving the body and being guided until awake. Um, same thing as the Chinese history. So that also follows into what I was talking about in my last episode, where what if instead of going to a realm, you're actually visiting the future or the past? Who knows? Again, your brain is a very powerful object that we do not understand. Greeks shared the belief that with Egyptians on how to interpret good and bad dreams, the idea of incubating dreams. Morpheus, the Greek god of dreams, also sent warnings and prophecies to those who slept at shrines and temples. The earliest Greek beliefs about dreams were that their gods physically visited visited their dreamers. So, just throughout history, you can really see that every culture has their own view on how dreams are um and that many many things that happen throughout history can be viewed because of dreams uh say a king had a dream like like uh the king we just talked about he had a dream and he built a temple because of the dream so moving on to like more religious views just in one here, I'm, I'm just going to go with this one. In Judaism, dreams are considered a part of an experience of the world that can be interpreted from, interpreted, and from which lessons can be garnered. It's discussion of Talmud. 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 Now, to skip ahead here, do, do, do. in every culture, especially in like art and things like that, People make paintings in regards to what they dream. Um, they've made maps. Salvador Dali, uh, one of his one of his more favorite paintings, caused by fear of a bee around a pomegranate before the second awakening. That's uh, he made a painting, and then dreams also come apart in literature. But again, all of this stuff is more or less theory because we cannot study it. Um, in the exact science, we know that during REM sleep, our brain activity increases, which we understand is when we're dreaming. Now, one of the central questions of sleep research is what part of the brain is driving the dreams, video, and auditory experience? During waking, most of the mind's internal imagery is controlled from the front of the brain by the lateral prefrontal cortex. Reasoning, planning, and strategizing are the results of constructive imagination conducted by the 
LPFC, which acts as a puppeteer assembling objects stored in memory into novel combinations. During REM sleep, however, the LPFC is inactive. Furthermore, in people whose LPFC is damaged, dreams do not change at all, confirming the LPFC does not control dreaming, which is crazy um, to think that we use the LPFC, which is the lower prefrontal cortex, um, for our while we're awake, but during sleep, it's not being used. Now, it does say during deep, slow-wave sleep, imagery is primarily driven by the hippocampus in the process of long-term, long-term memory consolidation and predominantly includes memories of events as they happened without random novel combinations of objects seen in REM sleep. Um, during REM sleep, however, communication between the neocortex and the hippocampus is disrupted by high... ACH levels. Uh, so without being driven by the LPFC and the hippocampus, it is unclear how exactly images appear in one's perception during REM sleep. A common explanation is the neuronal assemblies in the posterior cortex hot zone, primed by a previous activity or current sensory or subcortical stimulation. So pretty much the your brain kind of just uses uh the posterior cortical hot zone i'm not exactly sure where that is oh it's just a it's a term but now one thing though that many people that many people have is sleepwalking so while you're in REM sleep you're actually sleepwalking uh, so that's motor function. Your brain is using a bunch of different parts. And again, it's just so hard to study because we don't know what to study. Now, Freud's view, like I stated, um, is mostly fulfillment. You dream because you want to fulfill things or you have a desire or hidden emotion. That is... Freud's view. There's a bunch of different uh, psychologists and neurologists that have their own takes on dreams, but pretty much they're all they're all based around Freud's, where you desire something and you want something, and so you dream about it. Now, what if that's not the case, though? What if we just don't understand the brain enough, and we think there's been times where people have looked at other theories and people said oh that's crazy and then next thing you know what happened um the relativity the theory of relativity for example people are saying it's crazy but more and more it's it's happening we're proving it in space same thing can be thought of with your mind but again we don't study the brain enough to really understand it or at least not yet Maybe in the next 20 to 30 years, we might be able to get a more scientific view on how the brain and dreams connect and how dreams affect us and why we dream of the things we do. We've all had some crazy dreams. I mean, I've had dreams where I've jumped off of a building and when I hit the ground, I woke up. I've had dreams where I've gotten shot. 
I've had dreams where I was climbing up a mountain having fun. I've had all kinds of different crazy dreams. And again, it's just we don't understand what the meaning is. Now, there is meaning behind the dreams. I'm not going to get into it here, but there is tons of meaning. So if you if you examples of this real quick would be like if you're dreaming of flowers, go on Google and type in I dreamt about flowers and then it's going to give you a long list of what flowers could represent. Example would be like falling falling uh one thing I know right off the top of my head is uh teeth falling out. Teeth falling out represents a like loss of life in the family or something around you. Uh, it can also represent stress, being upset, those type of things. So definitely if if you're dreaming write some stuff down and go take a look on Google. Um, But science is so new when it comes to the brain and dreams because the brain is a giant computer that we don't understand how to do. Like I said, we can't connect some buttons to it and say, hey, this is what's happening. I can't just open up certain uh, files of the brain. We're, We're nowhere near there yet. Maybe in the next 20 years we might be able to and we might be able to revisit this podcast and uh, do it if I'm still doing it in 20 years who knows maybe I'll be in a Colombia drinking a mojito <laughs> that was a weird one Colombia maybe I'll be in Hawaii there we go but guys that'll conclude this one uh, the science of dreams I have one more which is going to be on the symbols of dreams. So exactly what I was talking about in regards to like, if you dreamt about a flower or something, what it's gonna be. So we're gonna go more in depth with that on the next episode of dreams. And then after we conclude dreams, we're gonna move into a more darker subject called life and death. This is Midnight Hour Chats. And before I leave you guys, I just want you guys to head over to our website, midnighthourchats.com, check it out. We also have a second podcast called ASMR.life. If you're into that, go check it out. It's about stimulation, whispering, uh, hand movements, things like that. We have a bunch of social media accounts. So MidnightHourChats.com, ASMR.life. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. I'm out.